0: You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. On today's episode, you get to hear from Candace and Cher's story group community and why they continue to show up every week and offer one another ongoing care. Doing story work in the context of story group reveals the beauty of being in a community where there's a deep understanding of what it was like to experience childhood trauma. Listen in and consider joining Candace and Cher in a story group they are starting September 19th. For more information, visit Processing Trauma Out Loud on Facebook.
1: Hey, Cher and Susan and Lisa and Sandra. Today's the day that we are so looking forward to because we've been talking about story work and story group And what it has meant for us in our journey as women who are doing the work of healing from childhood trauma. And today we get the privilege and the honor of having our beautiful sisters um, who we affectionately call the pearls with us and who have been journeying with us for, I think, is it over? It's over two years now. Is that right, Cher? Yep. Over two years. Yep. Yep. And so we're just um we're just going to have a conversation today and we want you to know we actually do what we're doing twice a week. We meet twice a week for a couple hours um each time we meet and um we just process our journeys. We check in, we give each other care, we receive care and it has been life-changing for each one of us. And we have a few questions that, um, we've put together that, um, share is going to kind of facilitate the conversation and let, um, Susan, Lisa, and Sandra just share from their heart of what story work and story group has meant for them. So I just want to thank you pearls so much for being with us today. Um, and just look forward to how this conversation's going to go.
2: Yes, I echo a lot of that Candace and I'm like just so excited to have you here and you know it's one thing for us to show up on our podcast and talk about our journey. Um but we do it in community, and this is a beautiful community that has formed, and our lives have been so impacted. And that's really what we want to talk about today is just what are some of the ways that you have experienced change or transformation or um, help on your in in whether it's talking about you know things from your past, from your, childhood harm, or even into how you do life today differently because of doing um, story group and being in this community for, like Candace said, over two years. So we're going to just really open it up we want it to be a casual conversation between us and um, so you know we might interrupt we might laugh we might cry we don't care we're just here and uh we're we're wanting it to be really real so i'm going to turn the floor open and um invite susan and lisa and sandra to just share some of their thoughts with us
3: oh I, I want to. Hi, I'm Susan. <laughs> I wanted to uh, thank you, ladies, um, because I remember very quickly the first I, I was terrified of the first story group. I was terrified that. Um, that you would all turn on me and um, and uh, you didn't. And you sh- you really modeled for me um, sort of steering the boat right into the grief, the anger, the pain, as opposed to going around it or talking about coping behaviors, um, which I think a lot of therapy um, or accountability that I've experienced was about. It was a list of how did your day go? How did your week go? Um, How did, were you good? Were you bad? Were you, you know, all these things, as opposed to here I am, this is how I'm showing up um the first time someone said to me well of course you did of course you did that how could you not you were a child i mean something cracked open shifted and has not returned yeah. and um i also was felt so privileged to, i thought these women dive deep like me mm-hmm. they they're not They are are, maybe they're afraid like me, but we're going to do it. We're going to go deep, and we're going to share. And and um, I felt finally safe er (laughs) to do that, and that has increased as my trust has increased, which is ironic because talk therapy is about trust. But if you have never trusted anybody, really, how do you trust? It still remains surface. So. I'm, I'm internally grateful because I've learned how to speak to myself by having to being taught how to speak to you all, how to love you, how to respond to you, right? That's being modeled. And then I've, I've turned, been able to turn that voice toward myself. So I guess that's Mm.
4: something, those are some things. Yeah. I remember, is it the flowery language? Oh, golly. (sighs)
3: It's like the equivalent of like two hands, yeah, like, shake, you know, like, oh, yeah, a honey, you know. Ugh.
2: <laughs> but I've noticed. Uh, so just to clarify on that, when Susan first came in, she was blown away by our kind of um, flowery language. And uh, but I've noticed, Susan, that you seem to uh, have become quite comfortable with that.
3: Well, to me, it it wasn't real. Mm. but you know i don't need you to tell you know i i I want reality i want honesty truth something that's genuine and um i'm afraid of that too but that's where i live and i i felt like okay these gals are not are they real like they're all this they're loving each other what you know so but it was real i could tell you know very quickly
1: Yeah, I just think of when I think of flowery, I think of tender. Mm. I think of soft, I think of beauty. And so that that language takes getting used to. Um and yet there was a testing period there, right? For you to say, is this just more than words that they're saying? Are they are they going to stay with me? The more I reveal to them. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah.
3: Um, and yet I was compelled, I, I was co- compelled to move forward with you all. Uh, it was uh, because it was, um, there was a level at which it was speaking to my brain and my soul that um, nothing else had.
1: Mm.
3: And uh, so, yeah.
1: That's good. Thank you, Susan.
3: Just to speak to um, Susan's that flowery language. You know, at first it seemed to me, I go with like cut flowers and um, they smell nice. Maybe they look nice, but they don't last. And yet I, I think for our group, those flowers are deeply rooted.
2: <laughs>
3: mm. they, they come from a plant that is deeply rooted. It has leaves. It possibly has thorns and it keeps growing and keeps producing. And that's the way I see our group more. Mm -hmm.
2: And how has that reality impacted your journey, Sandra?
3: Um. I've just been thinking about, um, this is what I tell people when they ask, what the heck is it? I think that the the simple thing, and you may have already had a whole podcast on this, I don't know. But when we experienced harm, when we experienced neglect, abandonment as children, we didn't have anybody. With us to help us process. And you all have been with me. And that has made all the difference. Um, we, I can bring embarrassment and shame to you all. I know I can. And I, and nobody reflects that back to me. What you reflect back to me is just acceptance and curiosity and just a big, big, try not to swear here, desire to hold me. Mm. And that had, I mean, how how's that transformed me? I don't know. I feel like uh I could check the box. Less of an idiot now. Mm-hmm. I just feel I just feel um like I have solid ground and roots. I'm gonna go back to tr- trees and and plants. I am um up here in Alaska right now, sitting in a camper because there is no room in my kids' house for me, because they had lots of company. But there's a lot of trees around and the trees here, uh, because this island is made of rock and the trees don't have a chance to have deep roots, but their roots are intertwined with each other. When you go into the forest, the roots of the trees all around them are holding them up from Mm. the big winds that we have here. And it's just community. And we have all been together so long that our roots are intertwined. And, um, yeah, I remember coming to this saying, I don't know, I need friends. Even if I have to pay for it, I need friends. And so I started a group that, you know, with us, we started a group where we did pay to spend time together. And it was so nourishing. We all said, let's do this again and keep going and keep
1: going.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, I feel emotional about that. I, I, I just, my eyes are filling with some tears because just as you were talking, I was thinking about how often we show up in our group text and one of us is just so overwhelmed with something. And I mean, there's five of us, so we may not all get to tend immediately to that need that's coming up, but usually there's one of us that's popping up right away. Yeah. Yeah. And it is the power of, Um, I, I've said this before, but it's like diversifying, right? <laughs> like our little community, even though we may not all physically be in one place. We are all together. Yeah, we are rooted. Yeah,
2: I, I really love that, and thank you, Sandra. Those are really uh, such good and insightful comments. Really, like I and I love that picture of the interrootedness of the trees. And <clears throat> I'm just thinking about how, as we have been together now for a, a big, a long period of time, we have gotten to know several stories of harm in each other's lives. We have brought uh, stories that we've never told to anyone before. And so then when we interact on even things that are going on, maybe in our lives today, we have this awareness that I have this awareness that you all know my stories, like, you know why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, in some sense. And I want to just ask that question like what does it mean to you to be in an ongoing community where you have brought some of your hardest stuff and been loved there and you now know you don't have to hide like you can show up and be real what what does that what does that mean to you
4: so i would say that um the nature of of trauma right keep um, keeps us stuck, so there's some stuckness in in some of our young young places, so like this community and your faces and your eyes um, have been um, a place where um my little girl can can show up um, and find grounding and attunement and um, and care um, and and create some level of like unstuckness so that um, I can show up at work or, um, at a kid's parent meeting, um, as, as, as my adult self, um, with, with more integration and understanding of, of of what some of those younger places are experiencing in my everyday interactions with, with people. And with, you know, trauma and, you know, stories of severe neglect, um, there, there is such disintegration. So for, for me, this, this community, this work has been, um, has created, uh, integration for me and, um connectedness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wonder if you can say a little bit more about what that integration looks like for you.
4: Let's see. Okay. So the integration for me, um, probably looks like awareness Mm -hmm. and, and, and pause. So, um, the curiosity of, of our, our group members, around some of those young places when i sense a very similar feeling in the in my everyday life uh i can i can pause a moment and 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 mo- from the modeling of of curiosity kind of hold w- what my behaviors are what i'm thinking or feeling in some curiosity to allow then to be able to pause and, and, and choose something different, right? So that changes the trajectory of my relationships, my, um, interactions, um, my behaviors in, in my adult world. Um, so I think pause awareness, I think. Your mm-hmm.
2: yeah and I yeah, loved how you used the word Lisa you said um, with disintegration or and I I'm up at another word that I think of a lot which is fragmentation sure you know mm-hmm. when we feel scattered um, mm-hmm. and are scattered <laughs> we're stuck. you use the word stuck mm-hmm. and and how the more kind of integrated we become, and then that in the context of care and and community like unstuck means movement or motion mm. right like and i and that's what i hear when i when you mention like going into like a parent meeting right and like you're not stuck you you can be in motion your the way you relate is just changed because you don't walk in feeling you know, overwhelmed by needing to hide or shame or insecurity. Not that there isn't some of that there, but, um, but even in the context of that, like you are able to be in motion, Mm
4: -hmm.
2: other thoughts on that, um, on that topic of.
3: Yeah, I had some thoughts about what, what Lisa, I was just seeing the pictures, like I've been studying this just as long as we've been together and, and and entering my journey for this last couple of years. And we hear, we hear all this stuff of how to help us and you know um plan A, plan, B. I mean, just things to do. But being in the group, it's like Lisa was saying, when we get stuck and we get fragmented, We have each other to remind us of who we are, Mm -hmm. just to remind each other to breathe. I think we say that every single time we get together, every group text. And I need that. I'm not real smart. I don't have a, I don't, I ain't got it. So. We need each other, we we need each other, we need community to help us when we fragment, when we get stuck, when we get scattered, to pause. I've just seen that so many times. We know this stuff. We did this three months ago and we did it 18 months ago, but we need that constant walking side by side, helping us through it again and again.
4: Yeah. And I would say like, even in the particularities, right. So the particularities are our stories. Um, We each need something. We we need the same thing and we need very different things. So to, to um, there is some level of um, the community creates for us containment and and in particular, there's probably certain words, right? Uh, and so for me, the word is tethering, right? I think that was Susan's. And in, in my story, I need um, I need some level of tethering uh, mm. because I have some young places that um, that created such um, fragmentation and disintegration for a little. A little person. And so to have, um, other people's voices, um, and, uh, faces and, um, and eyes to tether me in, in the, in these places where, um, I start to feel young again.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and say that is going into a parent meeting um i can text and i'm like hey this is this is what's happening right and and then um the responsiveness of our um of our group um is such good attunement for um for those places of of harm for me yeah lisa i like
1: You've, you've used the word attunement several times. And, you know, I want to just say, you know, attunement is being able to s- truly see, not just in the physical sense, but even somebody's inner world, right? And I'm thinking about when we show up, that we we come wanting to attune, wanting to see, but we also come knowing that we're going to be seen. And it always moves me when maybe we all pop up in the screen and we now know each other so well that if there's someone maybe a little more, I don't know what the word would be dysregulated off, all of our eyes go to that person. And it's like everything else is put on hold, right? Everything else is put on hold because we know, in that moment, whoever, which one of that us is, and it's me, a lot of the times, like we know we're going to be cared for. We know we're not going to be passed over. We know that we're not show, showing up in a group that masks are okay,
3: and we need different things. I think in that that attunement means you know sometimes we need. A mother who just says, Oh, honey, come here on my lap. You know, let, let's, you know, let me hold you. Sometimes we need somebody, a mother or, uh, you know, a mama bear who's going to go over and say, Who did this to you? Excuse me. Right. Sometimes we need a, um, you know, an avenging angel or, you know, some, sometimes we need a shield. We need to be pulled, you know, sort of surrounded by warriors. So there's, it's different things, different parts of, um, what we didn't get in those moments in that sort of clearing in the woods that miraculously we get to take with us wherever we go. You know, we know we'll meet each other in that clearing we, and and we've got each other in that, in that safe space. So.
2: I, I love that, Susan, and just how you said um, <clears throat> sometimes we didn't get that and attunement is like that's for emotional and developmental well-being, every child needs attunement. We need those eyes that, you know, see us and move toward us when we're, um, dysregulated and, and yet, um, in, in a lot of our, um, experiences, we did not get that attunement as children. And, so here we are you know in in our adulthood and really offering very very tender care to each other a lot of the time and isn't it amazing how even just 2 minutes or 5 minutes of that literally shifts our whole in, internal well-being and and then now we have this experience where we know that this is a place where we can come and even ask for it and know that it's it's offered with with such um you know um, knowledge of what of even who we are and what we need because we know each other's stories. So yeah, I love that you named that attunement, Lisa. I think
3: there's an element of not fixing as well not trying to put an intellectual adult response on the person. It's age appropriate response. So if I'm sharing something that you all know at this point, it happened when I was five, but whatever I've carried with me, that stuckness, that that pain, um, your responses are to that five-year-old, in a sense, on some level, as opposed to me as an adult, right away you know we may get there through questions right um once but it's always after that five-year-old has been recognized age appropriately and you know acknowledged then through the questioning we can move to my adult self in a sense i think that's important
2: yeah my Yesterday my grandson's came over and um one of them walked in and was completely different than normal. He was usually he's excited and talkative and laughing and he came in and he was silent and um you know I I asked him a couple of questions but he wasn't talkative and I and I was like yeah I needed to re- recognize okay he's not going to put a lot of words to this and I asked him if he wanted to sit with me and he sat and I rocked him, I bet for an hour and a half before he started talking. And so that was attunement, right? Of just like not forcing or pushing anything, but, but just being with him in, in that. And, um, the fact is his tummy hurt and, um, it just took a while for, for him to be able to even put words around that. So And that is how it is for us too. Right. It's, it's and it. And there's a little bit, there's mystery. There's always mystery in how to attune because when we see someone who's dysregulated, we honestly don't know. And so I think a lot of times in our world, when people see dysregulation, they don't know what to do. So they turn and they, they might placate or they, or say something nice. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. You're struggling. I hope you feel better. Bye. (laughs) And it's different, right? We're, we've become pretty comfortable with being uncomfortable and not even knowing what to say or do, but just Mm -hmm. being.
1: Yeah, that's good share. I think of, you know, times that we, we all show up and, you know, it, it's different every time right it there there's some differences every time and it is it is getting oriented to where each one of us is at and it took me a while to really get comfortable with and it was okay where i was at um i i've had times and i i have shared this on previous episodes where i was in such deep shame that I had my hands over my face because I, there was a part of me that didn't even want to be seen. Um, but when I put my hands down and I saw all of your eyes and you move towards me and your words, um, you know, Lisa, that that has what has created integration for me. Um, this idea that I am not too much. And my story is not too much. And, um, that we all have stayed in this long enough that we're just not worried about how we're going to show up anymore. Mm. The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Love that, Candice. I think we're going to wind down in a bit. Any last thoughts that anyone just feels like, "Ah, I I really know I need to say this?
3: I was just going to say, uh, I do want to hear from Lisa of what she feels with attunement. But when Susan says, it's nice to come and we don't we don't fix. I just want to say, sometimes we do try to fix and. Someone else will gently <laughs> say, ah, what the heck? Are you trying to fix them? But anyway, not they don't actually say it like that. So um, we, we're not perfect. Oh. But as a team, we're pretty stinking good.
1: Yeah, we didn't even get into rupture and repair, which we have had. Um, yep, and and really, yep. it 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 is in the context of the rupture and repair that we have experienced that our trust roots have grown deeper. Um, as as we have stayed committed to keep showing up, even if we've been hurt. Yeah.
2: So true. I think Sandra said we, we didn't, we're not perfect. And I think that's one of the beautiful things is that this is a place where we can come and, and like, there's not pressure to be perfect. Like we are, we come with our brokenness and yeah, Lisa, I think you were just about to say something there.
4: Yeah. I was just going to go back to attunement in, in the sense that I, I think of it, I mean, as you know, tune. I always think of an instrument, like tuning an instrument. You're adjusting it to um, align and create harmony. So there is this element of, yeah, with within relationship to be able to, um, yeah, join and uh, yeah, create some level of harmony and um, align. Uh, and that can get confusing in some ways when you when we have had harm uh, and, and have taken on other people's feelings for our own. Right. So there is a level of, you know. Um, yeah, oh, that oh, an additional level of awareness that needs to happen, like, OK. Uh, I'm feeling my own feelings, and can i can I uh attune to you and 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 create some harmony between what I'm feeling and what you might be feeling and um and in that is um, like, and here I, I'm gonna go to the like, yeah, mutuality. Um, that creates relationships that have some level of uh um yeah, being with self and being with 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 others. I don't know if that makes any
2: sense. So good, Lisa. And and it's I think it's a beautiful place for us to kind of bring a close because what you're talking about here is healing, like. Our brains literally change in the context of mutuality. I mean, we we really cannot heal in isolation. But when we experience the things that we're talking about here today, like the biology of our brain literally changes and we step into healing. Mm-hmm. and um, And that's what we do.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just, as I've reflected on what each one of you had, have shared, I'm just like astounded by like the word that's coming to me is how much wisdom each of you hold like, like gold, like there's gold coming and, and how we, we just, it's such in a um, context of humility because we all know what we've had to do to gain any bit of wisdom we might have. Yeah.
2: Mm. So as we close, I want to just uh, say a word to our listeners about uh, story group. And this has been an invaluable tool or resource or experience. And that is ongoing for us. And, uh, even if we had only gone for 1 8 week session or 9 weeks whatever they were like i know my life would have been changed but we our hearts were knit together um, and we we have been ongoing and we just want to say a story group is an amazing experience and candace and i will be starting a story group in september in about a month from now. And um, if you're interested in more information, we invite you to our Facebook page at Processing Trauma Out Loud, and come and and see what uh, get get a little more information. Reach out to us if you have questions, and join us if uh, you love or are scared to death (laughs) of of what you're hearing here today (laughs) because uh, there's probably some of both and but I want to just say thank you to my dear 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 friends and uh, sisters and pearls and uh, what a what an honor to be with you here today love you all
0: thank you for listening to processing trauma out loud Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. Music was created by Caleb Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Story LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.